Welcome back to another episode of Sketch Nerds, where we break down sketch comedy. What works, what doesn't work, what we like, what we don't like, and why. Today we are going to be discussing sketches from Saturday Night Live and the web series Welcome Back. You can find information about this podcast as well as the sketches we are going to be discussing at badmedicinecomedy.com slash sketchnerds. Joining me today as a co-host, it's Isaiah Hedden. Hello. I'm Andy Weld, and today we are happy to have on as guests Sabrina Brennan. Hey. And Nina Kramer. Oh, hi. <laughs> from the L.A. all-female sketch team, The Matriarchy. How are you all doing today? Good. Yeah. I do want to point out you both have very good podcasting voices. Oh, thank oh, you. what? It's yeah. practice. Yeah. Isaiah's almost never on mic, but I, uh, for me, it's practice. Since no. I edit it, I don't want to listen to myself, too. <laughs> oh, God. I've been there. It's hell. You guys do. You guys have very different voices, which I feel like is good for podcasting. It's so true. You often hear podcasts and it all runs together, especially if you start a new podcast. It's like, mm. yeah, it's who really are scary. these people? <laughs> yeah, these no, people? absolutely great voices. Thank you, thank you, and I'm I'm sure you all have wonderful voices too. We just haven't. Yeah, we feel pretty really good about them. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. So Nina, I'm going to be directing most of my questions to you. See you, great, wonderful. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. All right, so we are at San Francisco Sketch Fest. Correct. Uh, and uh, having a great time so far. Um, have you guys had a, a show already? No, not yet. We, not went, yet. we just got in yesterday, but okay. we went to go see uh, Speechless last night, which was really fun. Nice. Yeah. I liked it a lot. Yeah, we have our first show tonight, and then we have another one tomorrow. Yeah. So, yeah, we're in that fun little jittery. Yeah. Time. She's nervous. I'm cool as can be. Excellent. Yeah, I punched a window. <laughs> yeah. I got so excited. No, of course, we have day one jitters. And both so shows good. are sold out already? Um, Tomorrow's sold out. I don't. I haven't checked today. today yeah. to our show tonight is, yeah. Yeah, today is sold out. Oh, oh really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. What a way to find out. Thanks. <laughs> yeah. Congratulations. Live on air. <laughs> Start crying. Oh, wow. we, well, ran, we ran into the problem where like people were trying to show up and just buy tickets and was like, um... If you didn't get it, it's too late. So. I didn't buy a ticket for my fiance yesterday. Oh, no. <laughs> Luckily, they let me buy one, That's but it awesome. was not a great look for me. <laughs> not a great look. All right, tell yeah, us cool. about <laughs> each of your backgrounds in comedy. Tell us about the matriarchy. Why don't you start with individual, like uh, sure. Sabrina? Okay. Um, so I started in uh, New York. I did a lot of uh, improv in high school, as we tend to do. And then I came up to uh, LA for USC to study screenwriting. And there I joined their improv team. Then during my time there, did some sketch comedy through just various uh, groups on campus, like a news parody show. Uh, then eventually finding uh, this amazing group of women that were all my housemates, plus Nina, which is the matriarchy. Mm -hmm. And so then since graduating, we've been performing together. Me and Nina are also part of this group, uh, a lot of baggage that does improv. So it's kind of, yeah, I've just been performing around LA, Writing, uh, yeah, I'm a writer. Awesome. <laughs> Very confident. Um, uh, yeah, sell but, it, sell it. Yeah, selling. Okay, so doing like punch ups on feature scripts and doing uh, ad things and like marketing stuff. And uh, yeah. Cool. That's me. <laughs> Have you found to, there to be a difference between the improv comedy in New York and LA? Has there been like you had to adjust at all? Not really. I mean, I think the, the initial change I found was I speak very quickly and I feel like in New York it's a lot of hey how's it going and there's a lot more like pressure there to fill every second with 10 paragraphs I mean even me just explaining myself was chaos thanks for coming to that little <laughs> labyrinth of me um, but I think then coming to LA people breathe a lot more and I think are mm. a lot more 
relaxed and calm and will let things breathe. And I think like even like Nina is a lot more relaxed than I am as a presence. So it's when we because we do do a prop together a lot. Yeah. A lot. And it's very nice to have someone who's a very different energy than me kind of calming me down or letting me go crazy. And then being the reverse. Yeah. Well, it's just good for comedy in general. That juxtaposition is, is, is often creates so much. It creates tension. Yeah. yeah. And that's where it's how much of it comes from. I agree. Big contrast. Yeah. There you go. Um, I So I like grew up wanting to be like an actor, but my family, like every time someone left our town to go be an actor, they'd be like, oh, another tall blonde white girl going to be an actor. And I, this is a podcast I recognize. I'm a tall blonde white girl. So I would just sit and be like, that's like the dumbest thing I've ever heard. Yeah, I would never want to do that. So I started directing with the like subconscious thought of like, and then one day I'll just sneak in front and then tell my family like, it was crazy, they wanted me to <laughs> act. It was, yeah, so, so I didn't do theater or anything like that because I just felt like, uh, like why do it if my family wouldn't ever like, no, and they're so supportive, that's the thing, is like they're very, very supportive, but like there was just a, like an undercurrent of that. So I did all the talent shows and we hosted, with my, I hosted with my friend and What was I. your go-to talent? Um, I can, um, what did I remember what your talent is? Yeah, yeah. Talent, yeah. <laughs> I'm like truly trying to think of a talent. I would just go out and we would write jokes that would just drag everybody in our school. Ooh. Um, so that was my talent was just bullying? dragging everybody. Yes, <laughs> bullying on stage, roasting, being delightful. Roasting, was, yeah. roasting the class. Um, yeah, I did a talent show in high school once where I uh lip synced to LFO's Girl on TV, which is uh. a classic boy band song. Okay. I don't know. Oh, if you're not familiar with it, oh my goodness. LFO? We'll Were put a link in the show notes. Were you by yourself? <laughs> Hell yeah, I was by myself. <laughs> but that's fun, right? That's no, part, I had that's such a fun funny. time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Five people, but then one person. It's just me. It's just me. Oh, All yeah. parts? All parts. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's amazing. Nice. Um, I never did a talent in the show. I just hosted it. Oh, so oh, maybe that's, gotcha. that's what there I meant. There we go. Sorry, yeah. I was, we were hosting the show, and so naturally we were just ripping sketches from SNL and doing... Our favorite characters from like Kristen Wiig and all these people left. Uh, I wanted to go to USC really badly for film, didn't get in. I uh, only got into a school in Chicago, so I ended up in Chicago, which is the greatest thing that could have ever happened because I went there and then did comedy in Chicago for two years um, at like uh, Second City, Annoyance, IO, all those different places. And then I got into USC, went to USC, and kind of did the directing thing, met Sabrina through the comedy scene in, at USC and a few of the other matriarchy members. And then yeah, post-grad, we just started doing stuff together, performing when we can, and then I, like, professionally active and direct, um, and then do shows at night. So it's a little mix of all the different things. That What kind of stuff do you direct? Um, oh, it just depends. I just did a doc series, uh, but I also do, like, music videos and commercial work, so it just it depends. And then I did just, like, I pitched out for, like, a comedy series. It just depends on what the... Uh, job is. I like to do different things. I don't like want to do just one thing because mm-hmm. then it gets a little bit redundant. But yeah, I just do a bunch of different cool things. Are you guys talked a little bit about. Sorry, I'm just curious. Um, the directing stuff. Are you with yeah. an agency out there? Or? Yeah, I'm uh, repped at Abrams. Okay. Agency. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm just curious if it was like if you were just out there freelancing or you were part of a bigger studio or. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm repped. So I'm repped at Abrams for. Uh, directing, writing, and theatrical. And then I have, uh, for commercial and music videos, I'm re- repped by a company called 626. So it just, it depends. And then I do a lot of freelance work. Like, the myth of directing, of, like, getting an agent, and then suddenly the doors are blown open. It's like, not true at all. 
still a lot of my work comes from the people that I know or that like the relationships you make. So yeah. agencies are cool, but like doesn't really. I mean, I love them. Oh fuck, they're gonna like, listen to this. Like, what? <laughs> <laughs> they're they're brilliant, but it's a huge part of it. Is just like the work that you do. On, I think the thing. industry itself, the film industry itself, from the video is a who you know business. Because Isaiah, Isaiah is a professional editor. Yeah. You are? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <gasps> What kind of stuff do you edit? Um, DC is a political town, so yeah. I do a lot of political stuff. And I do a lot of government videos. Um, uh, Discovery is based out of there. The Sosodian Network is based out of there. PBS <gasps> is out there. So like, just doing promo work. So I would say I'm like a broadcast promo editor. That's sick. Yeah. Okay, we should chat. All right, let's <laughs> do it, indeed. Yeah, 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 for sure. <laughs> That's so cool, okay, cool. Yeah. Awesome. And, and so you talked about it a little bit earlier, but tell us about the matriarchy. Is there a, is there a style that the matriarchy pursues? Obviously, it's it's all female. Is that an important part of the comedy? Like, um, yeah, I think we we do a lot of things through like a like a feminist lens, but I also am. Well, I think we also do a lot of stuff that could be if you gender swapped it, it wouldn't feel any different. Yeah, I would agree. I also think that it, a lot of it is um, pretty absurd. Sure. Like, uh, there's a bit of an absurdist angle, and, like, we, we try to heighten as much as possible. Yeah. And then we also really like to stay in the evergreen lane, just because, like, with sketch. It's fun to do political sc- stuff, but I've, I'd be interested to know what you guys think of, like, the comedy world right now and, like, the turnover cycle of, like, just content content. We purposefully, Bad Medicine does not do political. Yeah? Yeah. For that we- reason? Yeah, it it essentially, yeah, immediately. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, it's there's just the the life cycle is so short. You know, we we I think the last time we did a political sketch was about three years ago, and we did it like maybe two months after it was probably most relevant, and it was nothing. And yeah. so we're like, all right, well, we're not doing this anymore. Um, yeah, I feel like like a lot of my favorite sketches that we've done have been ones that like. This was pitched six months ago, and then we wrote it. We've been making edits on it, performed it a couple of times, are finally shooting it. Oh, wait, no, everybody's going out of town. And then, like, we shoot it another three months later. Like, there just are some sketches that have lived in our brains for, like, a very long time before anyone sees them. And those just tend to be the ones that I, I guess... Maybe it's because I've lived with them the longest that I like the most. Yeah, absolutely. I, I, the turnover thing is really like I love. I grew up watching political shows, so I'm sure you guys did too. Like John Stewart, Colbert. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, super important. But I think those shows work as like news shows. Like I think there are specific lanes. I don't know. With sketch, it's like I it, the are my favorite sketches that I watch, and I'm sure Sabrina would agree, are always evergreen. They're always the ones you can go back to and be like, oh, this is funny just because it's funny. Um, the premise there. And you can have a point of view. You can have like a strong point of view that like carries over into you know the decades. But being strictly political is a little bit limited. Yeah, I mean, and even on this show, we've we've done 50 some odd episodes now. Almost close. Like that. Yeah. Almost, wow. almost 50. In the can. And nice. so we've no, talked about probably almost 100 <laughs> sketches um, just in the context of the show, and you know, we get to see a lot of that evergreen stuff because what people like we've talked about stuff from, I believe from every decade from the '30s on. Really? So yeah, like starting with, like we did Abbott and Costello That's stuff. So we great. did like Beyond the Fringe, Three Stooges, Three Stooges. Carol yeah. What did you say? Carol, Carol Burnett. Burnett. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So we've gotten to do like a ton of that and really see that stuff and see the evergreen nature of things. Yeah, um, yeah I have a question. So the people who when people pick older sketches, like uh, your guests, are they also ranging in age? Or do you find that like 
you'll still get 20-somethings who are like, Abbott and Costello. Yeah, we'll like, still get, yeah, it was, a, it was a 30-something who brought Abbott and Costello, I think. And so, yeah, I'd say our, most of our guests are probably between 25 and 40. Cool. And so I think we've probably had a couple guests older than 40 and a couple guests younger than 25, but generally they'd fall in that 15-year age range. I think it comes down to, like, did your parents watch this stuff with There's you as a, a kid? There's a lot of it, too. And if they did, like, my dad did, you know, Steve Martin bits my whole yeah, childhood. Exactly. So we watch all his movies. So it's like... Whatever you watch growing up kind of becomes your thing. So, mm -hmm. you know, I love Lucy. I'm, I'm waiting for that to pop up. It hasn't? Sure it's not a hasn't yet. What? Her uh, bits on that show I mean, are evergreen. Like everything. There's so much. Like, watch. It still holds up today because it's just the bit pulled to the farthest reaches. It's really great. It's on... I think they just put it on Hulu or they put it on one of the streamers. So I bet in the next six months, someone will bring yeah. it. Yeah. Okay. Have right. any of you guys seen Young Sherlock, the Buster Keaton mm -hmm. movie? Okay. Some point, please watch that. Because every there are so many bits that are born from that. Like the yeah. banana peel slip yeah. is from there. And like it's a lot of vaudeville stuff. Yeah, that's he's we're the doing, guy. And we're doing a sketch tonight that's like very vaudeville. Really? Yeah. Oh, Vaudeville's my favorite. Yeah, oh, that's so fun. We'll see it tonight probably. Yeah. Uh, real quick. How did the group form? Oh, you yeah. mentioned uh, living all together. You living all together. You mentioned college and forming a team within college. There's a community college community comedy yeah, scene. Wanted, yeah, yeah, the way that like the USC comedy community sort of is is there's like four main like improv teams. Wow. And then one or two like sketch teams that have like formed over the course I think of the like us yeah. being there. Um, so I was on this one team, Second Nature. Uh, Anisha, one of our other teammates, and Nina were on Merry Men. So I feel like we all... So the three of us started performing improv together, I think, before Matriarchy. Yeah, and I, like, so when you transfer to a school, I don't know if either of you guys have transferred. I have. You have, okay. You gotta convince, you get there and you gotta convince people you've been in the whole time. Like, everyone has their, like, groups of friends, and I felt, like, such pressure to figure it out. And Nina did such a good job. No, but I got, like... <laughs> I think you made it feel like. Of the course, I remember <laughs> freshman year. <laughs> but like the rest of us were like trying to fit into the friend group that was just Nina. <laughs> That's like, so sweet. But it, it I was like such a two-way street, which is so funny. Well, I mean, it's just like yeah. I don't know. But I, I auditioning for the improv team. I was like, these are my friends, and I'm auditioning for them. I know they're going to be my friends. This is weird. And so once I got on the team, I started hanging out with Anisha, and I just kind of like their whole house was filled with these like funny, cool girls. So I just like climbed through the window a little yeah. bit, and and then I think it's like it was, a '90s sitcom. Yeah, <laughs> like truly, really though. And everybody else on the team is a year older than me and Nina, so we were still in college. Yeah. And then I think it was once they graduated, Shannon, another one of our members, was like, "Hey, I made a six-month plan. One of them is to make more things. Can you guys all? We should all start making sketches. I feel like that's how we. Yeah, if I was I'm like, remembering correct. I think Shannon was the one who was like. Listen, we're all hanging out doing bits anyway. Let's start like recording them and writing them and things like that. And now, how much of your written sketches get recorded? How much of your uh, how much of the matriarchy is filmed sketches versus stage sketches? You guys have a lot of videos. Like, yeah. I was watching a bunch this morning. Great job, solid <laughs> Thank stuff. Thank you so much. Uh, we started by doing because uh, so three of us are like live, live perform like we, we all are now, but like at the beginning, three of us were always performing yeah so we were just like well we'll just like make digital sketches because we were doing a lot of improv so we weren't really thinking about doing live sketch mm -hmm. i would say and i think also like the in terms of like scene, like the la scene had so many uh indie improv shows that it was kind of hard to find the indie sketch shows yeah mm -hmm. dc's like, the same way yeah. really yeah because i think it's also just a lot easier to like 
get people to do sure. improv. Like, and then, barrier to entry is a lot lower. Yeah, because well, and in LA, like, when people's yeah, like people will uh, jump ship for an audition or something. It's like, oh, cool. We at least have two of us. We can go do improv. But if you have a sketch team, it's a good call. Yeah, that makes sense. Higher level yeah. commitment. Yeah. 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 So I think we just started doing them all digitally. Yeah. It just made the most sense too because uh, a lot of us work nine to five, so it's like you can schedule around it. You can do shoots. We can shoot three in a weekend. But then we just—I I don't know how we started doing live. I think sketch. it was. I, it might have been our. It might have been Jess being like, because we have this one friend who does this monthly show and is like Jess Euler. Yeah, and she's so good at like um, just pushing us and she'll be like, "Hey, I have a show next week. I want Matriarchy to do it." But the rule is you guys have to have something prepared. The theme is scary. Yeah, that helps. Like, mm-hmm. So yeah. it's like you have to write something for this thing. Yeah. We did oh. a thing at Pack Theater that's like yeah. they're like, Ew, we're giving you the first line of a sketch. You have to do a lot. So I think it was a lot of being forced into kind of yeah, like yeah. almost treating it like homework. Yeah. Well, and also doing digital sketch, it's a lot of work. So I think that you when, after you do, because we did so many sketches last year that I think we also hit a point where we were like, cool. We've done a lot of sketches, like what can we do differently? And I think just naturally with like things that came up, it was like, oh, maybe let's just try to do this live. Yeah, and especially because I think a lot of the people we admire, like, because I think we all look up to the uh, kind of the New York alt scene a mm-hmm. lot. And those are people who are all like very funny people performing on each other's shows, really building up like a live presence that I think that just seemed like a natural place to go. Of, like, hey, we should, because we met so many cool people through doing improv that it's like, oh, we could probably make a lot more friends doing live sketches. And like, especially if three of us are performing live all the time and there's, you know, two or three of us who also should be performing more. Like, it's just nice that we're all in that world now. Yeah. It's been super yeah. fun. It's been and blast. honestly, Sketchfest, because we just uh, submitted... It was literally, I think, like the last day, and it's like, oh, they quickly put together a reel of our digital sketches. We then did. we got in, not knowing anything about it. It was like, oh, well, now we have to have a half hour of live sketches. Really? You submitted all digital sketches for the yeah, festival? Yeah, all huh. digital stuff. We, we, I'm not kidding. We, it was like in our group chat, we're like, yeah, let's just submit for this thing. Like, okay. And we forgot about it for months. Yeah. And then we got the okay, and we were like, fuck. We didn't get one show. We have... Two shows, and we need to prepare half an hour. Like yeah. it's great though, because it, it forced us to write a bunch of stuff we're really excited about. Yeah, because then we put up a live show in LA to like test everything, which was super helpful. Yeah. And um, yeah, and then we were just performing. But it was nice, yeah, that we just it forced us to put a lot more live stuff together. Because I think a lot of the things are like, all right, so we're all uh, saying what we want for our birthday, and Sabrina wishes she had squid hands. So then there's this sketch where my hands are two squids. It's very grounded and through the <laughs> feminist lens. And, but that's one of the things where it's like, well, we can't bring that to Sketchfest. Yeah. So we had to like come up with all these new ideas, which is so, I think, like going live gave a lot of life to the group too. Yeah. And also, I'm curious to know how you guys do your sketch writing process, because I think a really fun part of, like when you do digital, it's like hyperscripted. You need to know everything so we can block it and shoot it. But with live, like, a lot of these sketches, like, we, it was very collaborative. And, like, you could go into it and be very collaborative about it. So I'm curious to know what your guys' approach is. So, you know, I think some of our sketches are collaborative like that. I think generally people come with with a sketch written. Right. Mm -hmm. They say, this is my idea. And then it probably goes through two or three rounds of editing. You bring it to the writer's room, get a lot of feedback, edit writer's room, edit, writer's room, edit. Um, 
that often t- in you in that people will pitch jokes mm-hmm. and ideas. Oh, what if you did this? What if you did this? What if you did this? You know, it's, it's some yes anding and mm-hmm. that sort of thing. And then some jokes will come out in rehearsal or through performances. Someone will improvise a line or something like that. And we're like, oh, that line really worked. Let's keep that in there. Uh, it's a living document. It, yeah. it changes as it goes. And I definitely think, you know, you write it yourself. And when you give it to the team, it becomes the team's script. It has to be. Like, yeah. You can't hold on to it because it will get it will become something else by the time it gets to the stage. It's the biggest barrier when we have people trying to be new writers is that like our we have a very hard writers room. Like it's like a very critical writers room. That's great. Um and so it's it it can be a very it's like it ultimately produces the best quality work, or at least in our eyes it produces the best quality work. But for new writers, it's like people are so often coming with a sketch and then are like really hesitant to make edits to it afterwards because like, oh man, got a lot of feedback about how like this didn't work or this didn't work. It's like, but it didn't work and it needs to be better. Yeah, it's, like, um, it's like cut a page and you're like, but how? It's like, someone like people are like, <laughs> you, you have to, it's too long. page sketch, cut a page. I've already cut a page. Oh, oh my God. And so like, I think we try, I think we tr- generally try to do like no more than four, like touching five pages um, mm-hmm. in terms of length. That's, Nice to your audience. <laughs> like a really cool yeah, thing very do. much so. Yeah, um, I'd say we're actually pretty similar to that writing process. Yeah, yeah. It just yeah, like you said, I think that's a really great like point of view to have in a writer's room. Is like once the sketch is on the table, it becomes everybody's, and mm-hmm. yeah, you try to make it. And there have been so many. Well, usually, well, often we also have like a Google Drive with a we call it the premise dump. And if you just have like a line or an idea or something like that, you don't really know what you do with it. But like that's kind of funny. You put it in there, and then anyone can just like pull something from that. Like that's really so, if I have writer's block or something like that, I'll look through that and be like, "Oh, that's nice," or "This gets me A to C," something like that. And so then you can build from there. And so that's been a really helpful document, I think, for us. We've gotten some. It's very long now. It's, it's very long, long now. Um, it's been a lot of fun doing that, writing like How are you guys marketing your videos? So are you getting views? Is Facebook helping you? Are you paying for views? Is it pushing mm. it on YouTube? Or just like, we're done, here it goes, we're on to the paying next for, one. What, he doesn't mean paying for views, he means are you paying for advertising? Advertising, because like, <laughs> yeah. yeah. How are you Can pushing you say your cut? say it like that, well, it before, makes it sound like... Because Facebook is evil. Back when like, Facebook was like, yeah, you're here. getting <laughs> thousands and thousands of views, we got your back. Like us, right. love Facebook. We, I think, would spend like five dollars per video to like promote it a little bit. Yeah, but that was it. And then it was when we, like the news came out that they were like kind of smoking mirrors. Yeah, they were just goofing up all the numbers, and then it was like. <laughs> um, but we also realized that like playing to, like your audience, Instagram, I think, is kind of where we yeah. move things to. Yeah, I'm very bad at the back end of like I'm like whenever we finish a sketch or like projects or whatever I'm just like that was so fun and cool okay what are we doing like I think we uh, I think Audrey's much better at yeah that side of things of the like marketing and uh sending it out and finding the pockets of where to put it and the time of day to put it in the day yeah it's the complete science it's wild yeah people like I don't know how people do YouTube and have like like four million subscribers I'm like how the fuck did you do this? It makes yeah. no sense to me. But um, yeah, yeah, I feel like we do that. We share a lot of things with uh, Hoo Ha that uh, like Elizabeth Banks's website. Sure. It's like the female funnier die. Oh, okay, which is nice. I mean, like that's like a, a really sweet community. But yeah, it's hard. It's like yeah. I think honestly, 
what's been helpful is now that we've done live things, I think the key, which I guess now we're kind of strategizing now, is <laughs> so we're going to keep doing live things yeah. and then go back to doing the digital stuff. And I feel like through doing live things, expanding our network and expanding our audience that way, then people can find us online and maybe that will lead to more views. Hello. Well, I mean, and we're huge advocates <laughs> of doing that through the festival scene. Yeah. Because um, we do, we probably do what, anywhere from five to 10 festivals a year? 10, 12. Yeah. So it's too we'll, many. That makes sense. Well, we'll go so to, cool. I mean, yeah. it, some of it is because there the are just Coast lots of cities on the East yeah. Coast. Yeah. yeah. So, so like, like every major New York, Montreal, Philadelphia, Richmond, oh. Baltimore, North Carolina. Um, North Carolina. We did Atlanta, a couple festivals in North Carolina, Atlanta. We were in Seattle in September, Chicago, here. So we do a Ooh. lot of that, and that is so helpful for growing your network. Yeah. And what you'll find, what we found as we do each of these festivals, is that each festival has its own community, not just in that city, but of mm. groups from other cities that always come oh. back to that festival. Like we found this especially at Philly. Philly Sketch Fest mm. is one of our favorites, and maybe our favorite festival yeah. really? that we Whoa. do. And cool. it's a it's a fun festival. It's not it's not huge. But the community is so great. A lot of yeah. people come around from Toronto for it. The mm -hmm. Philly scene is really good. And it's it's so much fun every year. So I like I highly recommend doing more festivals. I know they're more spread out on the West Coast, but I I what the, Seattle is great yeah. and the oldest running one in the yeah. longest running one in the country. Uh -huh. Um I know there's one in Portland that's apparently pretty good. What yeah, we love your list of, of the top ones to try it. So. Yeah, we have a we have a one. massive list yeah, yeah. of what we apply to. Oh, um, cool. There's a there's an Excel sheet floating around on the internet that has like every comedy festival in the in the country. Awesome. Um, I'll send you a link to it. It's like a Google Doc someone put together, and it's like slowly has made its way. What's your most watched video, and how did it happen? Our most watched video. Oh God, and I'm handshake. Well, probably handshake. Yeah. I would I would feel like handshake would probably be the most. I you truly don't know. Direct it and yeah. edit that one. Yes. Correct, yes. Yeah, um, I'm gonna look up right now. I watched it. I'm gonna, I'm gonna go to YouTube and just look at what your most viewed video is. That's <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. Be, I'm trying to think. It, it might be like Big Little Lies. Like Big Little Lies might be because it's was topical, there's like clickable, and it was there's a hashtag. Oh, you know what? Or, might also be group. Bachelor. Oh, Bachelor. Bachelor got a lot of views, even though it was like not one of the. That like, was like one of our earlier. Yeah. Ones. The premise was it was like one of the Bachelor contestants is there to make friends, um, <laughs> and just wants to like. And it's yeah, one of our teammates, Leia, who's just so fucking funny and knows the Bachelor world so well that she was able to just like the perfect example of someone who's like, I know the world. Okay, that's the game. Here's every way that you can use it. Yeah, um, and I think that sketch too when we're talking about Evergreen, like that's like a topical one, but it's also like the game is about people instead of like specific people from a season yeah it's also it's very um what's it called like it's just about uh reality tv yeah so there's yeah i feel like that's probably one because i think we, we don't really go super clickable on like our titles yeah like, no like <laughs> i remember we science, did a, yeah. um we did one thing making fun of like meme bars and at least on my own facebook making fun of what meme bars they're the two oh. things that go like like uh single people be like oh okay i remember putting that one on my facebook and that doing very well and it kind of pissing me off because i'm like i know it's because we used a meme bar yeah <laughs> like, i know that it's like which like, bums me out and then it's like it, then the meme bars get crazier and slightly satanic reading for pleasure is your most viewed video what the, what the <laughs> wait reading for pleasure yes it is so, that's the most manic 
That <laughs> that's so... we've ever done. Yeah, it's got about almost 500. Cool. So almost 500. Uh, on YouTube or on YouTube? YouTube. Yeah. Hotel yeah. Nice. Oh my god, that's so funny. Um, <laughs> sorry, the surprise isn't that we don't believe in this guy. Sure. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, it is just truly a true <laughs> chaos. It is that sketch is like some examples of lines would be like, "Book is good." That's a line from yeah. Book is good. I like book. <laughs> Me read long book. Page page. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like true uh, nonsense mm-hmm. um, but we're proud of it and we love our team and that's just a really fun fact <laughs> cool thanks for looking it up <laughs> alright the first sketch we're going to be discussing today comes from Saturday Night Live and it is called Taste Test Sabrina can you uh, tell us why you brought Taste Test uh, yeah I think um, it's interesting because uh, you guys brought up sketches and SNL I always think of like Kristen Wiig but there was something about a specific sketch. This was the first one that came to my brain. It's called Taste Test. It was 2006. It was hot off of Bridesmaids, I think. Most of 2011, the sketch first aired. 2011. Oh, it was six years. Well, well, according to YouTube, it's from six years ago. So it's even later. Um, yes. Yeah, so the you, if so you look in the details for the YouTube, the original air date is, is 2011. Okay. Though it was okay. uploaded to YouTube in 2013. Perfect. Okay. So 20, the year 2011. I remember it <laughs> clear as day. <laughs> <laughs> And uh, it was just one of the first sketches I remember watching it with my younger sister. And it was the first sketch that we found ourselves like quoting and just felt, it just felt different to me. And I was so interested in this type of character who wasn't like, it wasn't just like, not that I knew what game was at that time, but it was like everything she was saying was funny. And it was just such like a layered character. And it was just very interesting to me as a kid and just very quotable. And just, it just really made me laugh. And now looking back, we rewatched it recently and, I don't know if it holds up completely. I actually, I mean, it does for the most part. I think, but it was so, it's a little slow. But I, think, I still like it. Yeah, and I, but I also think like for like it was around when Twitter and everything was starting to pop up, Instagram, like mm-hmm. this kind of like internet absurd humor was yeah. coming in, and I feel like yeah, we we rewatched it, and I think a lot of it was like oh cool, like we can see where they're going now because this is so part of the conversation. But at the time, it was like. So different, so yeah. obscure that it just like <laughs> open hand slapped me in the face the first time I saw it. Yeah. It seems like a precursor almost to one of my favorite Melissa McCarthy sketches that she's done on SNL, which is the pizza eating business. Yes. Where she goes in, she goes uh, into, yeah. uh, I think I've pitched this to do on our show before, just no one's brought it yet. It's she just goes into a bank to get a bank loan for her business, which is eating pizza. Do yeah. what you love and the money will come. Yeah. Um, and it's it's brilliant. And it really, it almost seems like the same character, just kind of. Yeah. Yeah. It's not, it's different, but, yeah. Yeah, a lot of her characters take on this uh, vocal tone of, like, she's whispering down a tunnel. Yeah. Where it's kind of like, oh, my God, okay. that's so cool. I don't and know. There's a bit of a drag yeah. to her voice yeah. a little bit. All right, here's a clip. Actually, one thing we do here for fun is we give an extra $50 to whoever has the best comment today. Oh, cool. that's fun. Oh, my God. <laughs> Yeah. You might even bucks. hear your quote in the ad campaign. So, uh, okay, let's move on to number two. Man, I, I could really use that cash, Mark. I mean, I'm, that cash could really get me out of a couple of jams. I just, all right, all right, game on. Okay. Game on. All right, so why don't we just get started? There's a Hidden Valley Ranch party in my mouth. Mm. There's a Hidden Valley Ranch party in my mouth. 
Write that down for your... There's a hidden man's ranch party in my mouth. All right, so let's start with the end. Food. Food, food right in the face. Oh, yeah. Um, that is one of my favorite things. Isaiah can attest to it. We had two sketches in our most recent show that we did in D.C. Yeah. that I wrote that both ended up with people having food in their face. <laughs> Probably shouldn't have had them in the same show, but I love it. What is so great about someone getting hit in the face with food? I think, especially because the way that she holds up the bottle, I'm like, okay, so she's going to drink it. We all know what drinking looks like. This is fine. This is going to be a familiar image. And then when she squeezes it and it explodes in her face, it rocked me to my core. Because <laughs> I rewatched it two days ago now. And it really, like, was just all of her choices are so dense. Like, she's so densely making decisions. And every act out has, like, five other, like, little characters in it. It's just so small. And it must have just been so clearly in her head, like, oh, I can drink it. Or this is so much faster. I'm giving her a lot of credit. I'm, I'm, the director probably helped as well. But yeah, it just really it makes me laugh. Which is weird because I, I don't really like a lot of the gross stuff. So I don't know why this. Well, it's gross in me. a way that is not like. Um, it's a pie to the face. It's right, exactly. Yeah. 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 It, it's, it's gross in a way that's slapstick. It's not like scatological or anything yeah. like that. It's, it's gross, but not in an off putting way, in more of a. You can hear the audience. It's like, oh. <laughs> yeah, it's just like that shock. Maybe that, it's like that shock factor. That I feel like a lot of times, sometimes with sketches, especially at this point, we all know what game is. We all know like, okay, they're breathing. Here comes another game move in three, two. And so when a sketch can truly surprise me, that's when I'm, I'm giggling up a storm, I think. I think they also lead you in with it because there's a bit towards the beginning of it where they're like trying the ranch. Yes. And then she starts shoveling in mm-hmm. her mouth, which is already like, it's like a... It's like a pre-game to the actual game yeah. where you're just like, oh, fuck, like, that's so gross. When she, sh- like, you're just waiting for the big. Yeah, yeah, I was wondering what the actual food in the bottle was. I actually think it's probably watered-down ranch. You think of, no, 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 I, no I ranch would be like too a, strong a taste. It's probably water, water like, pudding, down pudding or something uh, like that. Yeah, like a yogurt. Oh, maybe. yeah. You could chug yogurt. <laughs> I would love the dedication. <laughs> it's called yogurt <laughs> and exists. <laughs> I'm like acting out. I'm like, the podcast people won't know. <laughs> My rule of thumb is like, the if you're going to do it, do it, you know? Yeah. Like, there's a group. Oh, we did a sketch with baby food, and I actually had the person. It's the baby food. food. It's the mayonnaise oh. sketch. Where oh, that's true. I did want to. I, I wrote another sketch of that involves oh, someone eating Where she force feeds other people mayonnaise, but we didn't, didn't use like real mayonnaise. We used. Pudding. You, you need something that has the right consistency. Yeah. yeah. When you make someone do that, oh, as the writer, do you also say, like, hey, out of solidarity, I'm going to do it too? Or it's just kind of like, you I can wouldn't take it if you I wouldn't be write on any, team. I wouldn't write anything into a sketch that I wouldn't do myself. That's really um, good. For sure. Yeah, I mean, I think the... I, I think it adds an element of realness to actually have to have... So, like, Because so much of what can be great about having someone eat a spoonful of mayonnaise or like shovel baby food into their mouth. It's like what their face is actually doing as they're eating this (laughs) thing. Yeah, wow, that's Um, so true. There's this, there's a group in D.C., or there was a group in D.C. called Designer Breeds, and they did a sketch called the Half an Onion Method, which was basically about, basically the setup was like how to get out of difficult conversations, and the guy just on stage unwraps and eats half an onion. Or he like takes two massive bites out of half an onion. Like apple bites? Like apple bites. Oh yeah, just just like, and just keeps eating it, yeah. 
And it's great because like he It's painful. He like, and he, his scene partner, they're breaking because it's so gross and the yeah. audience is like, it's one of those sketches where like, oh, it's they have breaking, to but the it's show okay. It because he's yeah. by the end of he's just like oh, a, a mess. Yeah, his breath stinks afterwards. Especially live, I feel like it's so fun to do the actual food too, because yeah. I, when the actor breaks, it's so it's such joy, yeah. I feel like, for yeah. the audience to see them, like, having fun and doing the thing. So Isaiah noticed a really interesting detail in this sketch um, mm-hmm. that I think is really telling. And even though, like, sketches, there's not, not often a lot of world building, but it can really help. Is that, mm-hmm. like, Melissa, Melissa McCarthy's character is wearing a yeah. Spock t-shirt. So, like, what does that tell us about who her character is? And how can we, like, take things away? And, like, how, what, what can we do in our own sketches with that kind of information? Yeah. I think, yeah, there's something that's so interesting to me about, like, in certain scenarios, or even, like, like whenever I see someone on their birthday, I'm like, that's your favorite shirt. Like, you are wearing the mm. birthday shirt right now, which is always so, I don't know, it always just makes me laugh, which is kind of rude. I mean, it's my friend just earnestly wearing something they like, but I, it's, just like, a fun detail. And that's how I feel with this, where it's like, well, like, I'm, I'm meeting a lot of, I'm doing this important job today. I want Spock to be there with me, you know, or like, mm. I want people to know I'm serious, you know, for this job. So I'm going to wear my Spock sweatshirt so people know I'm serious. Or like, I recently lost all of my laundry. That's the jam I'm in right now. This is all I own. Like, there's so many ways you could go with that um, choice. And I love that it's never talked about either. Yep. Like, nobody's saying like, and um, can you explain the Spock? Because that's like, I don't know, something that some over justification uh, is yeah. too much. I think also with, like, like I think there's also just generally more room to make choices like that. Mm-hmm. Choices that you don't have to justify or necessarily, like, like look at. Like, they're yeah. just character choices mm-hmm. where they wear a funny shirt or they have a very specific outfit or tattoo or something like that that just is another layer. And I think Melissa McCarthy, I would like to think that was her choice. Yeah. Because um, I think she's so brilliant that she would do something mm-hmm. like that where she'd be like, I'm going to make this choice. I'm going to wear this shirt. I'm not going to say anything about it. It's going to say everything I need yeah. to say for this character and just kind of add to the world. So when I'm doing these crazy things, it's like an added little layer, I guess. Yeah, I think. I God, I love it. Yeah, this, that is such a funny. I didn't. I noticed, but I didn't. I wouldn't have picked that up. She's wearing a, a wig as well, right? Yes. Yes. Okay. yes. Absolutely. I, I'm, just, I'm pretty sure I mean, she was. I would say in, you'd be surprised. I think the I think number of sketches, of sketches wear people wigs. are wearing wigs in them. Yeah. 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 Um, even if the hair is basically their same hair, still often wearing. I, I would say that's probably the best thing about Saturday Night Live is like if you go get a chance to watch their little background videos. Yeah. On YouTube, mm. they talk. That team that works there has been there for 20, 15 years. Yeah. Like they're the best of the best, and they're just whipping people through. So I think they probably have a wig budget and have oh, a million sure. wigs, and oh, there's yeah. like, let's just keep using them <laughs> no matter what. Be a fun game to watch and try and see if you see recurring wigs. That'd be like, <laughs> yeah. 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 See what comes back. What do they do with a wig when it's done? It was like a Send it back to the, oh. the store. There's a room full of heads. Mm-hmm. And they just put the wig on the head and, and this room. Watch Shit's Creek and just hang them all on the wall. <laughs> yeah. um, oh, that show. Yeah. Some great um, Second City TV alums in that show. Yes. Yeah. Oh We've done a Second City TV sketch on the show before. Really? Yeah. Well, which one? Oh, it's a terrible one. Halfwit, the game show. Oh, yeah. One. We yeah. used it to talk about game punching shows down. and punching down. Yeah. Not as like a, this is my favorite sketch. It was more mm. like, let's talk about problems yep. uh, in sketches. Is um, this SCTV back, like, yeah. Bill Murray? Yeah, uh, yeah, it's um, like Eugene Levy, yep. Levy is in the episode, John Candy. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, it was a throwback one a while yeah. ago. Wild. 
How does the sketch escalate? This uh, the one we were just talking about. I think there's that clear moment of, oh, I'm cool, I'm here, and then once the fifty dollars is brought up, that like, and the stakes are established, like that could really get me with some jams. It's how far will this woman go to wow the crowd? Fifty dollars. Um, and it is so. I think that's how it. So that's where we ramp up, where it's like, oh, okay, I need to have the best quote. Okay, I need to be enjoying it the most. So it's like she's like talking over people. She's talking at the same time as Taryn Killam. She's scarfing down more and more of the ranch. Enjoy, like, and then she's punching down to Abby Elliott. Yeah, punching down, like, just any way to like get herself up, which is, I think, also interesting to just see game moves where it's like the game is it say she's. Try, she'll do anything to get to the top and to do it in so many different ways all at once to be juggling like the game of having too much of this gross food the I, like we call it like pocket games kind of where it's just other things sure. that these characters are dealing with mini games kind of yeah. Thing. yeah and like dealing with Abby and dealing with Taryn and wanting that $50 and quoting pre-existing commercials with the uh, Again, I keep acting things out. It's a podcast. <laughs> well, I think I, you're doing them perfectly too. I hadn't, I hadn't thought about it until you just said it, but fifty dollars is a great like, a great number of like not a lot of money that someone would do a crazy thing for. Yeah, yeah, and that's like so that's true. it's a, it's a way to like raise the stakes to something that is totally menial, but for the character, it's crazy raise. Yeah, yeah. Like if someone gave you fifty dollars, that'd be great, but it probably wouldn't help you get out of. Multiple jams. <laughs> yeah, like and like how big are the jams? Yeah, right, exactly. And, like, and the word jams <laughs> yeah. is my favorite. Yeah. I, just, <laughs> I love the football catch. Yeah. Oh, that was just brilliant. Favorite. Everybody uh, acted out now. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> like, this audio see, medium. Yeah, you're gonna hear my arms move, and this is what it means. <laughs> <laughs> we were we, we watched when we watched the sketch. We watched it with our whole team, like after rehearsal, and that choice. Did not have yeah. to be there, and it but it is the best. It's that's my favorite choice in the whole thing. Is just slow motion Heisman catch in the end zone. <laughs> <laughs> it's so great. It's um, really, it's really, really great. I love that sketch. I think for me, if I were to like one criticism I would have for this sketch is that I thought that. What? No. <laughs> <laughs> for you to tell me. You just hear a window open. Yeah. <laughs> These don't. We don't open. We try. Uh, we're in a hotel. My cab's here. I got yeah. um, I thought like Melissa McCarthy does a lot of great kind of character work in the middle, but it's a six-minute sketch. I do feel like there's kind of this middle, maybe two minutes of like we're kind of hearing the same thing again, yeah. and I, I felt like it could have been crisper through that middle section. I thought that part mm -hmm. maybe like didn't escalate as well as I wanted it to. The middle part, I think. Yeah, there are times where I almost um, it felt. Like, I could see a version of this that someone posts on Vimeo, and it's their six-minute short called Donna. And it's, we're following <laughs> Donna as she's doing the taste test. You know what I mean? Like, because there was almost a part of it, like, when you, like, watch a movie and you're like, oh, it wasn't so much a, a story as it was a character study. Yeah. And that's, like, how this sketch felt to me was it was, like, a six-minute just we're diving, but it's almost like, this is the exercise we do good. We did the six minutes. We know everything this character is capable of. Now, what are the three minutes we're actually going to put on the show? But instead, we're putting all six minutes on the show, which is, like, interesting to me. But, yeah, I agree that it is, like, watching it back, especially watching it with friends, that's when you, like, notice Start, yeah, every, everything, yeah. every, like, uh, just, like, lull. It's like, okay, so that, that, that could be tightened. That could be right. tightened. That's how, maybe that's how we should all edit our work. Is we watching it with strangers? Yeah, watch it with strangers, and then when you feel tense, that we're just 
crossing things off. One of my favorite things when we do live sketches um, is like, especially with a sketch that I've written or something like that, when a joke doesn't work, I find myself then laughing at the fact that the joke didn't work. Like I'll be backstage laughing like, ha, 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 nobody liked that. <laughs> like, um, and that, that could be really fun. And it's a good learning process. And obviously it yeah. can depend audience to audience just because a joke doesn't work once doesn't mean it doesn't actually work. But yeah. Kind of a fun part of the process. Yeah. No, I don't know. <laughs> I think they. <laughs> I think just they you shoot your eyes to me. Like, yeah. <laughs> I think you're right. I think it was a character space for Melissa to do her thing. Hundred percent. Yeah. And like, there were definitely clear beats of where they were going to come back and move on to the next thing. But it was kind of like, all right, you go, just riff for a minute. Do your thing, yeah. and then at some point, I will cut you off and say, "All right, we're moving on to the next thing." Well, that was. I feel like we, it was a lot of improv happening within the moment. Yeah, we were. Um, I was talking to one of my roommate, uh, with Shannon, about this. She's a teammate, not just my roommate. Um, but uh, about how there was, there's so many SNL sketches where they're clearly like reading the cue cards, mm. and with that this one, it was everyone is so in it and so looking at each other. Like, Very I mean, fluid. I assume the cue cards are there to be yeah. for safety, but it was so. Yeah, so I wonder if there was like a little bit of question for the gallery. I'm curious to know if like I, I feel like um, during that time mm -hmm. I didn't really notice them reading the cue cards as much. As much, yeah. but now I can't not see it. Yeah, it's and really weird. And they've always said like, oh, well, you know, the, even as we're shooting, we're changing jokes. But I'm like. But then it used to be a lot more seamless. Yeah. Or they didn't change as much or, yeah, but I don't know what it is. I don't know. I don't have like a hypothesis as to why it's changed or if it's like even just the cameras being more HD, it's like you can kind of see the strings a bit more. Be, I mean, but if you go back and you watch some of the very early stuff, they're really almost never looking at the cue cards. It's much, there's a lot less of that. I don't, I don't know why. It's a good question. It's certainly more noticeable. You see it especially, it's tough, especially with the guests, especially mm -hmm. when they're not comedians. That happens, but even you see it with the actors doing it as well, and it it really drag. It, the thing that pulls me out of the scene is they're like looking past the camera or something like yeah. that. The eyeline. Yeah. Well, it's, I also wonder if there's something about like I think there was kind of a shift in because you had like the Bill Hader, uh, Kristen Wiig era, where it was a lot of like characters that we're seeing week after week after week, like being yeah. repeated, and characters that like these actors know so well, and then. Now it seems to be a lot more premise-based sketches that it's, you're not coming in as Bertha the mailman. You're coming in as Terry at the bridal shower yeah. where, yeah, like, so I think it's, it's almost a lot more, it's not, people aren't doing lines that are like a character they inherently like know. The, po the point of view, they're like, I'm good on the point of view, I yeah, can say whatever. It's just people like serving a premise. Yeah. Is what it feels like a little bit more. And the, the like, character actors on SNL, they're like really, really strict. Because I'm like, okay, this isn't true across the board. Like, I'll watch Kate McKinnon and I'm like, like, she'll do the alien sketch, for example, yeah. where she's like abducted by aliens and talking about it. And I'm, do you guys? Yes. Yes, yeah. of course. And that feels very like wig. That feels very like yeah. character where I'm like, I'm not even, she's not even thinking about the cue cards. I'm not seeing her read. But it's yeah. like maybe side characters. I don't know. It's been bumping me a lot. I yeah. think one of the things is that it stands out is you'll think about people like Bill Hader and Andy Samberg. Well, I guess he didn't do as much live stuff, but Kristen Wiig. And like they're obviously like maybe the two best people from a 10-year period. And when you're watching it week to week, you're seeing mm -hmm. all whatever 16 cast members. And so I think maybe some of that stands out. Because totally. in, in 10 years, you'll probably remember yeah. Kate McKinnon and Beck Bennett and Heidi Gardner and A.D. Bryant and like that thing. And you maybe won't yeah. remember some of the other people as much. Yeah. 
don't know. It's just pocket theory. I, I think That's also yeah. they stand a certain way when they're reading the cards. And so, like, all the characters are, like, slightly tilted. tilted in a certain way. And they don't move. Yeah. They don't walk. They don't move. And everyone's like, we're all going to deliver Very our lines. Inactive. No arms, yeah. movement, anything. You're just yeah. stiff for a good four or five minutes. Yeah. Um, and, I, and also, I, I wonder if there's a little bit of, like, I think of, like, the Bill Hader, Wig, uh, Armisen era. And I'm like, those were such active sketches, to your point. Like, they were so, like, the kissing sketch where they all make out with yeah. each other is so active. And, like, they're moving around. Um, or Kristen Wiig busting through the door during I'm so excited. Like, yeah. those are so active. But you're right. I don't think I... Maybe the most recent active sketch I've seen is the Phoebe Waller-Bridge one where they're yeah. beating up Beck Bennett and yeah. they're talking about how they don't love him. Well, what's interesting, too, is, like, those were also the... Like, we wouldn't... You wouldn't be, like, scrolling through Facebook or Instagram and see, like, watch Kristen Wiig uh, check out people at Target in a silly way. Yeah. Because like, <laughs> It's, like, all of the sketches are so, like, kind of, like, clickbaity and they being are, kind yeah. of, like... Mm. What are the silly things we can get Harry Styles to do while we have him here? Yeah. We're not having... It's, it's, it seems it's a lot more about the guest than it is about... Interesting. Mm. I haven't thought of... Yeah, mm. The cast. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I just feel like SNL was best when I was in high school. <laughs> I think that's actually... I think about that a that's lot. The yeah. I'm yeah. the it's, first person to think that. And yeah, right, exactly. <laughs> I think it's... I, it's, it's I'm the middle of high school, the first right? to say it, but like, when it meant something to stay up to 11.30 to watch yes. TV... Or yes, I guess, yeah. I don't know if it's 11.30 on the West Coast, too, or if it airs at 8.30. It's 10, now 10:30. it's 8.30, which is weird. So I'll, like, um, watch it like, and then go to a party. When it meant something to stay <laughs> yeah. up, it's like, wow, this is so, so great. And, yeah. you know, it means less. You well, know, we watch it on Sunday morning. Yeah, yeah, the thrill of being live is, yeah. is huge. Exactly. And I think that that's, with SNL, they want to be current. Because they, like, like for example, if, they ha- if something political happens on a Monday, and then they go to, like, you know, we have to wait until Saturday. There are eight other shows that already take on that point of view, so the digital lane makes more sense to stay in, I guess. This podcast is brought to you by the sketch comedy troupe Bad Medicine, DC's best sketch comedy about the worst of humanity. Visit badmedicinecomedy.com for info about live shows, workshops, and T-shirts for people who love comedy. And now it's time for our second sketch. It was brought to us from Nina Kramer. Nina Kramer, tell us about this sketch. Okay, so this is a web series from Chicago, some Chicago comedians from last year. Premise is two, it's a high school reunion and two best friends kind of work the name label, what is it called? Like the name tag yeah, table? Yeah, name tag table. Name yeah. tag table. So each character that comes in is a new episode and then a different person from their high school. So someone comes in and I don't, Want to spoil anything? Yeah. Well, here's a clip. And you and me are free to be. You and me. So nice to see you guys. Any sign of Josh? Um, no, no. The police say it's usually two days, three days before. They can get stuff going. It's been about two weeks. Yeah, it's been about two weeks, so. He's six, he's resourceful. Um, he was a Boy Scout. Is his Boy Scout. Yes. He is a Boy Scout. All right, Nina, why did you bring us that sketch? Oh, I love this sketch uh, so much. It made me laugh from my fucking belly. Mm-hmm. So that's a big one. Like, if it just, like, really gets me. I love this sketch because I think 
it's a minute and a half. It's super tight. And there's a very clear switch. And the switch just makes me laugh. So obviously the premise is they come in, they start singing the song. It's very joyous. The song ends. And then they ask if they found her son um, who's been missing for two weeks. And just the way they're able to dole out information is really interesting. Well, I like that it's first, it's just a missing person. Yes. For like yeah. A couple the of lines, and then it's her son who's been gone for, well, it takes like He's two or three small. days for them to get going. And like two or three weeks, has it? Every been? line is new information. Yeah. And it something. like paints the scene. I felt like the song sounded like something I should know. Yeah. It was it's, a makeup song. It's a 60s song. It's like a 60s song. Okay. It's very common in the uh, elementary school world like yeah like I feel like it's something you would sing in music class I feel mm. like and because of that I built out this whole backstory of they've been to, they've been together since elementary school and yeah. so it's like a song they've known since childhood so they come in and they start singing There's the song yeah, it's really... She probably had a solo yeah, yeah I was wondering if it was like acapella or something like that yeah Just it's a very yeah, it's like, because I know that song too. It's very joyful. But yeah, I don't remember. I feel like we would sing it at, we had this yearly thing called PARP, Parents Are Reading Partners. Whoa. <laughs> it was like this whole thing. And you would like read with your parents, but like the whole school would come in with like books that they're reading. And I feel like we would all sing songs of that genre. Wow. Of joy. Community is dead. I don't know if that yeah. happens anymore. Yeah, now all kids are, look at what phone I'm reading yeah. this week. Wow. <laughs> read to me. Yeah. God, it I, sounds um, like drunk uncle. Yeah. That's oh, yeah. character. <laughs> I can't read our phone. That character's so good. There was, uh, I, I babysit and I was picking this kid, uh, this kid up from a play date and these two kids were like, oh yeah, we're reading Harry Potter. I'm like, oh my God, what book are you on? And they're like, well, Alexa's reading us Harry Potter. So these two kids talk to the Alexa and say like, Alexa, can you read us? And then Alexa will read them a, a chapter before bed, and it, it, it breaks my heart. Wow. That's wild. Um, Alexa's our reading partners. ARP. ARP. Uh, oh, no. That's already taken yeah. by yeah. the American Association of Retired Persons. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. people. That was mad quick. That was oh, impressive. Yeah. Oh, that's um, really funny. DC, yeah. baby. Lots of political <laughs> groups like that. Huge. Uh, Back to your sadness, though, the sketch. My sadness? Oh, like in the sketch, those bad things that happen. Oh, yeah. I think what you guys were saying is like, it's right on the money. Like, I think it's such a simple sketch, but the way they do it is so smart because they slowly release information. It's not just, oh, we're going to sing the song. Have you found your son? No, not yet. Grab the tags. They like let the game play out in a way where you're just kind of picking up information. Yeah. And it's just truly one of those sketches I've seen recently that just brought me a lot of joy. And I'm like, how have... Nobody's seen this. You know what it is? I know, like, I bet if it's not, like, if you, if we went to, like, a UCB sketch night, it would be, like, we're singing this song. Hey, is he still missing? I don't know. Oh, remember that other song? And it would, It'd the, be that it would game. be hitting it so many times. And, like, what's so beautiful about the sketch you brought is, like, it's, we hit it, we found what was funny. And we're then, done. Yeah, and we're done. And it's great. It's a minute and a half. I love it. That's gorgeous. What I, what I like about it a lot is that each piece of information that makes us laugh makes the world worse and worse. Yeah. So like mm. things are getting worse as it's getting funnier. And that's one of my favorite things in comedy. It's like I, I, I'll call it, and I've said it a thousand times on this podcast before, but like the descent into madness. Yeah. As yeah. like things get worse and worse, things get funnier and funnier. Totally. I um. really love that element of this sketch. Yeah. And something else I really love about it, and I think why it really hits me particularly is I love grounded characters. Yeah. I love, love, love grounded characters. And I think 
you have these Chicago comedians who Chicago is so known for being like good character actors and but grounded, like having a really clear point of view. So I think it was just like a perfect scene where you have the content is there, the humor is there, but it's being played so straight when it gets serious that it just like that descent into madness is just the contrast is even higher, you know? Yeah. Well, I think that Chicago thing, I've done the Second City writing curriculum and oh, cool. the one of the things that is such the focus of the writing curriculum is the relationship building. Yes. It's all about like developing those relationships between characters and that's where the comedy comes from. And that's like one of the reasons it really differentiates itself from like UCB, which is so much more game. Um, and that is the same kind of thing. It's like you can tell these people know each other. And like the, the way the questions are being asked are the way a, friend's, a friend asks a question yeah. and not a stranger. And, and mm-hmm. that really makes it better. Yeah. That mm-hmm. casual nature of this horrible information. Yep. I really like that. You watched all the episodes? Yeah. The yeah. other night we, we, uh, yeah, we, them all we just sat and watched from the top through and it's like what like 30 minutes or something to watch yeah it's a great idea a concept for a series for sure it's i it's one of those and it's also one of those scenes and premises for a show that i'm so sad it's been done because i wish more than anything i could do that premise because it hits again my like sense of humor so hard that i'm like oh it's been done i'm so happy it's here but i'm like so sad i couldn't do it like to do even this sketch live on stage i would love to do that it'd be so fun yeah it's so basic and so yeah it's just like even just jumping into episode nine you get everything i think this was the first one i saw okay yeah i think because it was on twitter or something or one of my friends in chicago or maybe one of you guys sent it to me yeah watched it and i was like cool i'm gonna watch all of these because it's just gonna be a character showcase for all the people i love like doing their thing it's so fun i just yeah well what you're saying earlier about the um uh, like being so mad that it already exists. Someone else wrote yes. it. That's, I think that's that's my favorite compliment I receive from other comedians is when they're upset that they're like, I I hate that I didn't write that. Yeah, yeah. that's like, gone now. That, exactly. Like that's yeah. my favorite compliment. And my favorite example of that is was in college the the stupidest joke I've ever written. Mm-hmm. And my roommate who Isaiah has met Ben Curry is the guy who's written some sketches for Bad Medicine before. He's a great writer. Uh, he's Funny in Michigan. Dude. Funny dude. And I wrote this, it's not even a joke, it's just the phrase, a fish called Rwanda. Um, and Ben is just sitting, I say that to him, and he just turns at me and walks out of the room. <laughs> I just love I it. love that yeah. movie. Fish Called Wanda is wonderful. Fish Wanda. It's so uh, do you guys have any shows or movies or anything like that where you like love it so much that you're like, if I could have done that? Waterworld. What's Waterworld? <laughs> Fuck off. <laughs> Waterworld is a Kevin Costner vehicle it's from 1996. Amazing. It was this massive, <laughs> Mad Max, massive but on water. budget. Okay. Um, and it was it's a total flop. It is not a good I want to make the second all. one. That's, it's kind of like Kevin like building. He's doing he's doing Field of Dreams and he's doing Bull Durham. And he's like doing these like great <laughs> yeah. movies. And it's finally it's like, all right, I'm gonna do my movie, the movie I really want to do. Shot the whole thing in the ocean, ruined thousands and thousands of equipment and gear. Took wow. forever, blew the budget up. Great. The budget was like down. double. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I'm writing this. No, for I mean, probably I think my favorite show in terms of a show that like fits my style and things like that would be like Thirty Rock. Probably. Yeah. That oh, yeah. like the jokes per page kind of thing yeah. is like every line. It, it, there's no setup, setup, payoff. It's payoff, payoff, payoff. Like yeah. it's just it's so dense. It's so absurd mm-hmm. for a sitcom. Um, yeah, probably probably that. I'm more from the animation world. Oh, you know, cool. Rick and Morty. 
like i love that stuff like i think if in a perfect world if i got to like do comedy where i want to do comedy it would be an animation of some sort yeah yeah i feel like the adult animation scape is growing it's growing yeah Yeah, like there's a chinese on fox and there's netflix prime it's all opening new doors for that stuff well and the the um the range of things you can do because comedy also it's so interesting in the film world it's like so cheap like people don't put a ton of money into comedy because it's like yeah. fun. you're funny and that's what you do. Mm-hmm. But with animation, there's so much flexibility to do whatever you want. Yeah, yeah. it's literally um, whatever you can imagine. Yeah, mm-hmm. so that's yeah, that would be so fun to work on a show like that. Let's do it. Yeah, okay. I guess uh, what are you doing this afternoon? <laughs> this afternoon, I'm uh, drawing some pictures and making a movie. <laughs> Well, what, are, what about you guys? What are, what are there are there television shows that really influence you a lot, or that you're really like jealous that you never going to be a part of? You want to like say that? it together? One, One two, two, three, Fleabag. Hundred percent. Be crazy if I was like cats. Yeah, cats. <laughs> I would have opened the window, <laughs> just climbed out. Fleabag. Are you blind when you're born? Silver Linings Playbook was a movie I saw that I was yeah, like. That one was- this is so funny, but real and shot well, and like just had all the things that I think. I was like, just mad that he went to jail. That was my only problem at the beginning. Yeah, I was. I was like, no, he's totally. He's he's allowed to do this. Yeah, like you're in his house. Like yeah. you get your ass kicked. That's what yeah. happens. Mm-hmm. Like what? What do you expect? Yeah. I just fucking love that movie. Uh, so that movie, but going from that movie to Fleabag, Fleabag is like, at least for me, like it is shot so well. It is directed so well. Mm-hmm obviously written well the performances are that kind of grounded very clear yeah. characters like that is, and it's 20 minute episodes six episodes super tight yeah. that's all like because with sitcoms and stuff like i love schitt's creek i love all these sitcoms but like it's 23 episodes which i know schitt's creek isn't but like mm-hmm. there's just so much so much so much that yeah. to see something so tight with such a clear yeah. message and tone and um Characters, it was just yeah. That that show. I mean, I know it's like every, all everybody well, talks about. What's crazy is like it's so like, and I remember this was like a, a joke that I think was very big mm-hmm. a while back. Was like I liked this band before they were popular. Yeah. Remember, like we all loved Fleabag so much <laughs> that then when season two came out and like exploded, I was getting phone calls from people because I was like this weird girl who loved Fleabag. Well, we were like forcing it down people's throats. Yeah, we were like, too. you guys gotta check out Fleabag. You gotta check out Fleabag. And everyone was like, oh, I'll get around to it. I'll get around to it. And then finally, like, the world woke up, I guess. <laughs> well, season one, fine. too, I just remember watching it and being like, to everybody I know, yeah. just being like, you need to watch this fucking show. They're like, who's in it? I'm like, Olivia Coleman. <laughs> Before, this is pre- yeah. Comes from sketch comedy. Yeah, she does. Yeah. Uh, with, Mitchell uh, and Webb. And she did, she, didn't she do Tracy Ullman? Or she did a lot of stuff with Tracy Ullman? Uh, yes, she, I don't know, I think Tracy Ullman would have, well, uh, yes, actually, back in England, yes. Yeah, not was, Tracy Ullman's show, like, late yeah, 80s. Yeah. No, no, no. Yeah, no, but she was in Bruiser, which was a sketch mm. team that David Mitchell, Robert Webb, and um, Martin Friedman really? was in. Oh. Yeah, they were one-season sketch show called Bruiser. <laughs> Very cool. Um, and then she was in that Mitchell and Webb situation and look. Wow. Um, which are my... David Mitchell and Robert Webb are my favorite sketch comedians. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I yeah. love it. We've love talked it, love about it. Love it. We've show. done a lot. The first sketch we ever did on this show was one of their sketches. Cool. I don't actually write that down. Now, what you just said about the show yeah. and it being concise, tight. Would you say, what makes a good web series? Uh, are you asking? Yeah. I would say a good web series today, now, like with our current... Is a Vine. Is a, is a TikTok. Vine doesn't exist Is a TikTok. No, 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 I'm fully kidding. That would be a flat. End of episode. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
true blasphemy. But no, I think a good web series now, I, I really think Welcome Back is a perfect web series. I think it's for the internet. If we're talking about the internet, it is one location, one world, clear characters, clear premises. And also, simple. And like most likely shot in an afternoon. Yeah. Like so. Or teachers? Loose. Have you guys seen Teachers? No. <gasps> okay, Teachers is another web series. Chicago-based comedians, they then had a show on TV Land. Excellent, excellent premise. It is just teachers at a school dealing with kids. Each episode is like, well, one of the episodes is like a teacher is showing a slideshow to her students. She's like, okay, guys, we're going to play a game called Friends or More Than Friends. And then she shows a slideshow of like her ex-boyfriend and this woman. Oh, God. And it's just these kids being like, friends? More than, like, very clear game. Or like there's yeah. one where it's like they just improvise. Like, if the world is clear enough and they can just improvise and we love watching these characters, I think it's a great web series. Because there's one where it's like, <laughs> they, we've met them and they're, we were like, what's, what's one that you improvise? And they were like, oh, we just had like a room full of kids and I just wrote on the board, what happened to Seal's face? Yeah. And then turned to the kids and was like, okay, what happened to Seal's oh face? And then these kids kid, just Because like, kids can't, uh, wouldn't know who Seal is or nope. what he looks yeah. like. I think they show up. Yeah, they picture. show up. Oh, okay. The kids are like, mm, they're fire? like, he allergic? Like, I don't allergic? know what they say, but it's um, so funny. I don't know. Which, okay. What would you say for web series? I, it really is just the simplicity is. Yeah, I'm trying to. There was one that I really liked. It was uh, John Early and Caper Lance 555. Yes. Um, which was like an anthology on Vimeo. It was like. And every episode was like a different kind of like critique. I feel like it was like kind of like a critique of uh, Hollywood. Not really, but like. Well, I would say like hyper I wrote an essay about it in college and I totally forget what it was. Because <laughs> it had to be like comedians you like and you had to. That's film school. That's what you write essays about. It's so stupid. I um, think, well, like, I think with Webster's though. It's a lot though, better than my essays on African history. That's yeah, what my major is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think with Webster's, it, it just depends on what you want from it. Yeah, it really depends like, on what you want from it. Because with 555, it's hyper-produced, eight episodes. You need to sit and watch it. Yeah, that's And you need true. to see all of them to understand. Whereas, yeah, I feel like Welcome Back is the ideal because you just find yourself accidentally binging it. Mm-hmm. And also, I mean, like, just even from a um, uh, perspective of if you're making a web series, like, to have every episode has, like, a guest and that's one more person who's sharing the web series with everyone... That's such an easy way to build the audience. But also, you get to pull in their talent and be like, um, this person's super funny for this reason. Here's a canvas. Go crazy. Yeah. Do whatever point of view you want to do. All right. Well, it's time for final thoughts. Uh, Nina, Sabrina, uh, can you come up with a rating system for how we rate these sketches today? Okay. So, it should be... Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> one thing I was actually thinking about was, um, it's not like a... A ranking, but it would be like, would you send this to a friend? Would you send this to your crush? Or would you send this to? That's a good one. Thing? I like that. I, I like, love that. I like one. that. Like, like who yeah, you would send it that. to? Who's the last? What's the last one? Um, I couldn't think of a. Wait, third so it'd be family. Let's do family, family friends, friends, crush, um, mentor, mentor. <laughs> yeah, family, friends, crush, mentor, mentor. All right. Well, we'll let's start with taste test. Uh, and Sabrina, kick us off. Taste says I'd probably send it to my family because my mom loves Melissa McCarthy. Uh, or it would be like a remember this to my sister. Nostalgia or remember points. this to friends. Yeah, I don't think it would be a check this out. Yeah, it would be a, you just said the word. Nostalgia, nostalgia. points? Nostalgia. Yeah, it would be like a nostalgia mm. send. It wouldn't be a you got to check this out. Yeah. 
You know, I, I think for me, taste test is probably to a crush. That last beat's very suggestive, and oh. I you know, want them to get the gist. Hubba, hubba. <laughs> Just get to minute six. <laughs> the message is there, and it's waiting for you. It's very clear. Oh, Monica, call me back. <laughs> I'd probably send it to family because of food and family. I'd yeah, yeah. Oh, isn't that sweet? And I can bring it up I at the say. table and, like, guys, look at me. I'm about to get this. <laughs> and then accidentally. You know, just yeah. shoot it over everyone. Accidentally. <laughs> That's good. That's sweet. Yeah. Do I also? Yeah. Cool. Everybody um, gives it. Yeah. Oh. I would send it to friends. I don't, I don't know if I watch this with my family. My family is very like. I, I, know, I, fa- I don't think my family would enjoy I this. Cannot, yeah. I cannot read my family's humor. I do. I can. They like love stepbrothers and I love it that they love stepbrothers. Yeah. Uh, but I, I don't know if I would send this and have like a conversation with them about it yeah i could see that you know it's also six minutes yeah (laughs) but i'd send it to my friends 100 percent. yeah all right and um welcome back episode nine start us off well what who would you send this to i'd send it to friends mentor i'd send it to mentor (laughs) and then crush it's heck of funny it I want my crush mean? giggling wherever they are, latitude and longitude. Your crush deserves the best. My crush is fun. Your crush is deserves so fancy feasts. Your crush yeah. has been to hell and back and just needs a laugh. <laughs> yeah, my crush is complicated. But this sketch, <laughs> very simple. Yeah. <laughs> Isaiah? I can't follow up on that. All right. Uh, then I would. Hey, I know. I Isaiah, would... I have a sketch for you. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I would send this to my mentor um, for sure because I think it's not just you know the comedy is great mm-hmm. but I think it's shot very well Yes, yeah. and that's what makes it so easy to watch all mm-hmm. of them it's mm-hmm. the office documentary floating camera yeah. you know yep. it's, it's changing angles and zooming in and zooming out but it's done so smooth and cleanly that you don't it doesn't take you out of the scene. Yeah, we didn't talk about that, but that's huge. I, I wanted to, because you guys have a sketch uh, that does that. Whole uh, four. The boom yeah, sketch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think that's like, for that sketch particularly, not to go, I'm sorry to go off on a tangent, but yeah, I don't think, if if I had done that series, I wouldn't have done a Fleabag glossy approach. I wouldn't have done like some yeah, like super hyper, uh, or like high production value. I think it needs to live in that kind of just like, we're just here and yeah. we're witnessing these people. Yeah. Uh, I think I would send this to friends. I just feel like this would be like the perfect thing to send to high school friends. Yeah. It'd be like, like it just kind of to imagine like what these interactions would be like with the other people from high school that you're not still friends with. Like what would happen if I ran into them and that kind of interaction. Are you guys doing reunions? Uh, my tenure was this year, but I, I was I didn't go this year. Not because I would have loved to have gone. Um, yeah, I you just, got the fiance. Well, yeah, she's wonderful. <laughs> I also just like I like seeing. I know people are always like I avoid seeing the people I sell. Like if I'm in the grocery store to see someone from high school, I avoid them. I would go up and be like, Hey, what's going on? I definitely surprised someone doing that really? <laughs> once in my hometown. It's like, Hey, Jonathan, and he's like. I'm looking terrified. God, um, I did that to someone at a at a bar last time I was home. I was like, oh my God, you're like the only person I know here. I guess you're like a safe space. Worst <laughs> thing to say, I guess you're a safe <laughs> space. I don't know why. I guess I just felt so, I truly felt so comfortable with this person. And she said, cool, and walked away. And it broke my heart. Your safe and, space was shattered. Yeah, I was like, oh yeah, no, um, I'm in, it was sarcastic. I'm, I'm in LA now. That's your cold open. Yeah, that's for your TV show. It's just, TV show. You feel like a safe space. They walk away. It's just, you know, cool. 
<laughs> All right, and uh, what would you give uh, Welcome Back Episode um, 9? Probably send it to, honestly, now that we're talking about it, I, I think my, my parents would like it. I think they, yeah. my mom would be, oh, that's so sad. My dad would be like, that's hilarious. Do you know these people? Like, do you, did you write, how do you, you got to make this. You can make, that's a lot of, like, I watched Francis Ha every time I visit home. One day my dad walked in and was like, you can make this. Well, it's black and white. You can do it. You can just, like, act in it and put something together. So I feel like I would send it to, and my sister, I think, would just love it. Then, oh, she did that. Yeah, I send it to my writing partner. I feel like I sent it to you guys. Yeah. Yeah, I, I'm going to send it to the world, I think. Now that I'm, Across like, the board. It's, like, it's, I think it's a very safe send. Because yeah. it's, it's just solid. And it's not asking a lot of people. All right, well, <laughs> thank you for joining us for another episode of Sketch Nerds. A special thanks to our guests, Sabrina Brennan and Nina Kramer. Thanks, guys. Yeah, thank you guys for having us. This is so fun. Absolutely. Uh, where can our listeners find you all at the Matriarchy out online or in the world? Take the floor, set your case. All right. Um, so I guess to, to, to the Matriarchy, you can find us on Instagram. It's the Matriarchy with two Ys. Mm-hmm. Individually, you can find me as, uh, on Instagram as Sabrina Mantha. It's like Sabrina and Samantha combined. It's based on a lie I told in high school. Um, I do like comics and things like that. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, same thing. We also have a website for Matriarchy. Oh, yeah, the Matriarchy Comedy. Comedy.com. Mm-hmm. Um, for my stuff, you can find me at Nina Kramer, two R's on the end across everything. And then I have a website, ninakramertv.com. SabrinaBrennanComedy.com. Yeah. So we have all our individual stuff yeah. on there. Fancy. Yeah. All right. Well, fellow sketchers, please like, share, and subscribe. If you know a great sketch we haven't discussed yet, please send it to us. We'd love getting suggestions. You can find out more about Sketch Nerds and Bad Medicine at badmedicinecomedy.com slash sketchnerds, where you can also find links to the sketches that we discussed today. You can find this podcast and previous episodes wherever you get your podcasts. For Isaiah Hedden, I'm Andy Weld. Thanks for listening to Sketch Nerds. This episode was produced by Isaiah Hedden. The closing music tracks were provided by SoundtrackForEverything.com. All clips in this podcast were used in compliance with the U.S. Copyrights Act fair use exemption for criticism and commentary. The Sketch Nerds podcast is brought to you by the sketch comedy group Bad Medicine, DC's best sketch comedy about the worst of humanity. For showtimes, videos, and funny t-shirts, please visit badmedicinecomedy.com.